so I am ah <clears throat> oh, damn it I can hear that sorry uh all right I am testing out this whole thing on GarageBand I'm seeing if it would be effective to record this on GarageBand I'm gonna put on my headphones real quick and okay. It's weird hearing my own voice, but okay, let's give it a shot. Hello, friends. This is the Settle for More podcast, and I hope you enjoy this upcoming episode. The other day, I recorded a 20 minute podcast. It originally was supposed to be just a thought that came to my head, but I, I quickly realized that as I opened the app and started recording, the way I was thinking about it shattered. I immediately had pressure on myself once I started recording, and my thought just became real shitty. I didn't like the way it was flowing as it was previously before I started recording. So, I'm... Oh, I hate to say this publicly because I could easily not go through with it. But I'm going to do this 30-day challenge where I post a podcast every single day for 30 days just to see if I can do it. Also, I hate the pressure that shows up whenever I start recording. So, lately, because... So, I don't know what I talked about in previous podcasts, but I moved to Utah, and I've been here since August. I have been very lonely. Lonely isn't a good word. I've been lonesome. I'm not lonely. I've actually really been enjoying my privacy, my solitude. But with that solitude, this is actually something I talked about when I was in Texas. Uh, It was... I made an episode about it. It was mirror talk. I was talking about how... I would stand in front of the mirror, and I would just talk to myself. I would do that for like an hour at a time, and I was doing it very regularly in Texas, when, right when COVID started, and I was alone there too a lot, so I would talk to myself, and I realized that this is very meditative. This is therapeutic. And this is helping me a lot in my daily life. So I continued to do this once I moved to Utah. Except I don't really want to do it in front of the mirror because the only mirror I have is in the bathroom and it's really close to my neighbor's bathroom and I just don't want her to hear me spouting off about stupid ideas and no one's responding back to me, so I do it in the living room or my room. I like to change it up now. I realize it's it's it helps me a lot whenever I change up the environment. 
it it's like I restart the process of generating new ideas. It's lovely. But yeah. Um, but whenever I would do self-talk, whenever I do do it, there's not much delay whenever I actually get an idea going and I start expanding on it. But once I decide to record myself, that's whenever it, it gets weird. And uh, I feel like I'm, I'm on my toes once the microphone starts recording. Because I don't know who's listening to this. There's a few people listening to this. I don't know how. I haven't really put it out there. I've posted the podcast, but I haven't told anybody about it except a couple of my friends. But there's more people listening. I just don't know who. But the thing is, I I do limit myself. Oh, give me a second. Ooh, sorry. I'm belching. I do limit myself whenever I record because... I, <laughs> I just... Whenever I'm alone and no one else can hear me, I don't have a filter, you know, but naturally you feel like you should kind of filter your words a little more carefully when other people are hearing you because some people just won't get it, they'll misinterpret it, or they'll just be offended. It may seem that I really don't hold things back on the podcast, maybe, I don't know, but... Uh, I definitely do limit myself. Naturally, I, I can't help it. I just, I do, because I, that's just the way it is, I guess. But that's why I'm doing this. So that's why I want to do this 30-day challenge, because I want to talk in front of the microphone more naturally and get to a point where I'm not even thinking about it. That's That's what I'm hoping for. So, yes. Um, also, the fact that I am being more careful with what I say, it, it makes me a better speaker. I, I figure out how to express myself in a more filtered way that can be digestible for everyone. Not just me. The problem with talking to yourself all day is that, you know, you, you start speaking as if you're the only audience and that you only get certain things. And I don't think that's a good habit to get into. I don't want to get to a point where I'm just saying things where I just assume you know what I'm talking about. So, let's see what happens with this. I... I don't know if I'm gonna keep recording on GarageBand. I can hear my, I can hear like the little, my tongue, you know, the little, I don't like that. I don't like that little extra noise coming out of my mouth. Maybe I can change the, the, <laughs> I don't know what you call it, the, the, the filter, you know, the sound library. I'll, I'll go through it after this, but. Yeah, so let's try to do 30 days.
of this. <sighs> Only another problem with this is I don't because I'm on the microphone. It it's harder to think of things to say. If if y'all could hear the conversation I have with myself when the can the microphone's not on, that would be a pretty good podcast because I go deep. And like I said in the other the other the last podcast, I I cried like a baby a few days ago. Uh, Sunday, today's Wednesday. I cried on Sunday, and oh man, that was. That was a very real moment for me. It, I feel like I don't get much of that these days. Ooh, sorry. I can feel a burp just coming. But, um, yeah. That's, that's kind of the goal with self-talk. To me, that's my best form of meditation. Is just thinking out loud. A lot of the people I read, a lot of the authors who talk about meditation, you know, they always talk about, uh, you know, just sit down, be quiet, and focus on your breathing. I I would do that from time to time. I'll go through phases where I would do that pretty consistently for a good while, but then it would I would easily stop, and it'd be very hard to get back on it. But with self-talk, it's fun. It's something I actually enjoy doing, and it is very helpful to me. So I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with a thing that isn't a burden to set aside on my schedule. It's something I get to do. Before, meditation was something I felt like I had to do, but now it's something I can look forward to. It's my moment of solitude and reflection. It's wonderful. It's a hard one to sell, self-talk, because people, it, I guess it's a little weird for people to talk to themselves intentionally. Sometimes we do it without even thinking, if we have a, we're just absentmindedly thinking about something, but to actually sit down and intentionally talk to yourself for 20 minutes to an hour, it, I guess it can be weird. It was never weird for me at the beginning. It's something I was doing just already. And then I realized, wait a second. I'm 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 learning something about myself. I'm learning that I am a vocal thinker. I think best whenever I can get it out out into the air. And as I do that, I can expand on it. I can just keep the chain going. And it's it's awesome. It's amazing. I don't know how many times I've had like these small epiphanies during my sessions. I'm my own therapist, basically. And I like it that way. And it's... I'm, <laughs> I'm getting results because I freaking cried. The other day, it's, ah, man, I, I didn't talk about what I cried about, because, you know, it's a thing I don't want to get into. I don't want to make this that kind of personal, 
I don't want to make it uncomfortably personal, but it's, you know, uh, all the, all the meditative gurus, they talk about, like, you need to know yourself, and you need to, you don't want to dwell on the past, but you want to analyze your history, your personal history, and, and that does require thinking of things that happened before that are very uncomfortable, and this particular thought I had, it, it, it occurred to me before, you know, it's one of those thoughts where it just pops up and kind of ruins your day. <laughs> we all have those memories. We all have those little moments in time that just, ugh, you have to like scream out of your head. But this time when it showed up, I decided to just go deeper into it and use more words and more detail as how this memory affected me and why it made me feel bad and all of this stuff and out of nowhere just a brick wall just hit me and I could not control the tears it was I felt amazing the next day I forgot how shitty it is to like really cry I mentioned this in the last podcast. I'm repeating myself, you know. I've cried to movies. I've cried to certain music. But it was just minimal crying. Just tears. Not crying. Just teary. But this, the last time I cried like this, was had to have been years. Like maybe a decade. And it's nice to, to be vulnerable like that. I feel like a lot of guys don't let themselves have these moments with themselves. Because they don't want to come off as feminine or gay. That's such a... I hardly ever use that term in a derogatory sense anymore. But men who think like that, they're doing themselves a disservice. That is old thinking. And it is going to die out within the next generation. My generation, we're pretty, we're not terrible at being vulnerable. That's a dirty word, it feels, the word vulnerable. We think of it as being weak and brittle or feminine. But honestly, it's one of the most liberating things to allow yourself to be vulnerable and open up if not to others, at least to yourself. At least, because if you're vulnerable with yourself, it means you're being honest with yourself. If you don't allow yourself to be vulnerable, you're, you're holding things back. And you don't get to understand who you are as a person. So I'm a huge advocate for vulnerability. And there's going to be moments where it is uncomfortable. I can, I can tell you that. But after a while, it, it becomes liberating. You, it is, it's, you start looking at yourself in a more clear lens, you know? It's like you went your whole life without contacts, and you really needed it. And you finally get contacts, and you can finally see shapes. Everything has edges 
Like you can you can see things for what they are. And I still have a ways to go, but I'm someone who's actually trying to dig deeper into it. So for the people who don't, you know, it, it takes time. It takes time. So start as early as you can. How long have I been talking? I'm scared that I don't know what I set GarageBand to play how many minutes before it stops, but how long have I been talking? I'm not sure. I'll just keep going until it stops. But, yeah. 30-day challenge. I cried like a weenie head. Um, yeah, I'm living in Utah now. I've been here since August, so what, five months-ish? Something like that? Oh, wait. I'm going to see if I can expand this thing real quick, just so I can feel. All right, give me one second. Okay, that should hold me. I just made sure that it's not going to stop playing whenever it does. That's the weird thing about GarageBand. You kind of have to set the time limit in advance. Yeah, it's weird, but yeah. So what was I just talking about? Um... Utah, I've been living here for five months. I love it here. I freaking love Utah. I've been saying this for years, ever since I first came here in 2017 on my road trip. Yeah, it's it's great. Only the only downside. Oh, I'll say I really love living alone. I did not realize how much I love my solitude because I guess before COVID I never really lived god damn it I'm like belching continuously but I never really lived alone since since elementary you know I always had someone else in the, the building with me or the house um, but COVID was the first time where I had an opportunity to live in a house by myself for an extended period of time. And I it, I quickly realized how much I loved it. Oh my god. I've always considered myself an introvert, but th this year is when I realized I am a bona fide introvert. I love my alone time. I get a lot done when I'm alone. I have far less distractions. I still have distractions, but not nearly as much. And I can think, you know, I can actually not worry about looking like an ass in front of roommates or parents or anything, siblings. I can just kind of be free. I walk around as naked as I want amazing that being said I do wish my friends were here but I wish they were my neighbors I wish we all lived next door to each other if that was the case this would be a perfect living situation because for as much as I love being alone I do need that balance we all need a solitude social life balance some people 
need more of a social life than others. I, I'm not one of those people. I think for me, a good balance would be 60 to 70 percent solitude and 40 to 30 percent social life. I think that's my sweet spot. Lately, since I'm living alone and also I currently have a job where I'm, I'm alone all day as well. So for 10 hours a day, I'm alone. I come home, I'm alone. Occasionally, I'll have a friend that'll come over. But that's, that's pretty rare these days. Also, one of them is visiting. They're both visiting. I have two friends, basically, right now. But they're both at home visiting family and stuff. Uh, oh, man. Oh, I can hear my AC running. I, I apologize for that. I'm not going to turn it off, though, because 10 minutes of it off, it's freezing. But, uh, yeah, so right now it's probably like 95% solitude, 5% social life. But because of that, a lot of people, you know, this was a big year for like suicide and overdosing, overdose deaths. You know, a lot of people were home alone during all this pandemic stuff. But for me, it's been one of the most important years of my life. I really took this pandemic in a very different way than a lot of people did. I became, I learned how to be my own best company. And I am way better off because of that. I am a much better person than I was nine months ago, ten months ago. There was a lot of learning I had to do this year. A lot of observation. A lot of analysis. Uh, that's going to continue. I think this is just going to keep growing. But I do need my friends. I do. I just need... I need, like, just even just 10% more socializing. Maybe I can meet people. It's a little hard during these times. But... Yeah, there's no excuse. I can I can meet people. Sure. Will I? I don't know. I I really love my situation right now. But just a little bit of socializing. Just for my own sake. It's not necessarily that I want to, but I just feel like I need to. I think it'll make my solitude that much more cherishable valuable you know the yin yang man we just need balance no one we're social animals we're not supposed to be alone for this long but I do think my threshold is a lot stronger than most people I'm pretty confident when I say that so let's say the average person can really only be alone for two weeks before they start going crazy. You know, we, I think we talked about this before. They put, when prisoners act up, 
when they misbehave, they put them in solitary confinement. In, in a prison where it's filled with murderers and rapists, the worst thing they do to you is put you alone. I think I would thrive. I don't know how long they put you in there. I've never been to prison. But let's say the average person can only be alone for two weeks. You know, they can. They probably won't like it that during that two weeks, but they could probably handle it. They could probably tolerate it before it becomes an issue. For me, I think it's easily double that. I could probably make it on my own for a month without seeing a single person. I think I can say that with confidence. <laughs> I think. Whenever I was on my road trip, it was about a month, a solid month, because I was out there for two months. I was traveling across the country for two months, but the first month was really just me. The only encounters I had with people was maybe maybe I got a hotel and I talked to the front desk person, or I was working out at Planet Fitness because that's where I would occasionally work out and sleep in the parking lot. Other than that, um, you know, the, the only interactions I had with people during that time was like cashier people or someone who was charging me. And other than that, it was just me. I was just alone for a month. And it was about a month into it, I was camping in Estes Park in Colorado. <clears throat> I'm so sorry for that, but I don't care. Um, there was this couple. I was camping. I was in my tent. There was a couple across from me, maybe half a football field, 50 yards from me. And they were in a van. They were chilling outside the van in front of a fire. And they were talking to each other. And I was kind of eavesdropping. I was alone. And I was bored too. And they were started laughing. And all this. They were just enjoying each other's company. And I was really. I was really feeling that. I was, I was happy for them. And I started to cry. Again. <laughs> it, was, it was a month into it. Maybe that's why I cried the other day. It's my subconscious telling me I need to make friends but yeah a month into my road trip I began weeping in my tent because I was watching this couple enjoy each other's company and I thought it was really lovely and it, it really made me cherish you know people I wanted to see people again but that was a month that took a month before I really felt like I needed to talk to another person uh and the second half of the road trip, I did. I made a lot of friends. And one of my friends is from Ukraine, and he's helping me become a programmer. And we still talk. <laughs> we still talk, and he's a great guy. And, uh, yeah. But maybe that's what I needed. Maybe I needed to be alone for a while. Because if if I'm... If I occasionally have a friend to talk to or something, it doesn't give me the kick I need 
to go out and make friends. You know, it keeps my satisfaction at a minimum to where I can tolerate where I'm at in life then. But if I'm completely deprived of social interaction, my brain forces me to go out and meet people. And that's when cool things start to happen. Give me a quick second. I need to lengthen this thing again. Okay, that should be good. But yes, there's something to be said about depriving yourself of something in order for you to persevere beyond it. Is that the word? Uh, that's, that's something I've always thought about people who are drug addicts. If you're, if you're a drug addict, but you're kind of in control of it, you know, if you're, let's say you're addicted to coke, but you do it on the weekends, you have these bingers on weekends, and how do I, how do I articulate this? Like, you're, you're addicted to it, but it's not addictive enough to where you feel like you should change. You're still losing money, you're still getting skinny, and all this, all the coke consequences, but, you know, sometimes it feels like maybe you need to go deeper in order to hit your rock bottom and to have a come-to-Jesus moment. It, I mean, it's not a coincidence that people who are hard drug users are always Jesus freaks, isn't I mean, I'm not, that's not an insult. That's just, that's what, that's what happens. You know, you need to latch on to something more, more beyond yourself or whatever they say. Whatever, however God is presented to, to drug addicts. You need to have connection. You need to have some sort of meaning. Because that's, that's an argument that I really believe in, in terms of drug use. Where the opposite of addiction isn't sobriety, it's connection. If you, if you have meaning, if you have fulfillment in your life, you don't have the need to do drugs. You don't have the need to just zone out on heroin. Uh, yeah. So sometimes you need the rock bottom to become a better person. If you're just minimally addicted you kind of just keep that train moving for years on end without really feeling the need to do much about it. You need to wake up blackout in a dress or something to really have that moment, like a sincere, vivid moment. Um, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring up my friend Dalton. <laughs> hey, Dal. I wonder if you're listening to this. But there was a, there was a period in in high school where he wasn't he didn't clean his room that much and it was very messy for a long time like really really messy there were coke cans and candy wrappers and everything but you know he had this rock bottom moment where he's like okay this is enough this is ridiculous i can smell my ass that that's that's not true I'm just, I'm putting words in his mouth. But, out of like, out of nowhere, he was the, comp it just, a whole 180. No longer did he have a messy room. It was 
make his bed every morning, bounce a coin off of it, I guess. Is that what they do? Where, you know, he, I mean, it was bad. He had, it, you couldn't see the floor. You had to make a little deer trail to get to the television. But overnight, with like it wasn't a, it wasn't a moment. It wasn't like a gradual process where, okay, today I'll clean up my room. The next day I'll pick up the trash and let's hope to keep it. No, like just out of nowhere, just a switch went off, and now he has the clean room. Like no, it's spotless. And for me, I'm I'm the basic human where. My room will get messy. I'll wait a couple weeks or so until I decide to clean it again. But it's not so messy to where it's ridiculous. And when guests see it, they're like appalled. But it's messy enough to where, you know, you can notice. So I, I haven't had that rock bottom with my room. I don't, my, you can still see my floor, my my blankets all messy but other than that it's not terrible so I, I haven't had that rock bottom moment to just switch and have my room just spotless forever I, I hope that's a good example I think it is um, yeah sometimes you just need the rock bottom but hope you don't die in the process Let's see, is there anything else for me to talk about? I, I feel like I got some some more stuff in me, but I, I, I don't know. Hmm, let's see. So I talked about, I plan on doing the 30-day challenge. Maybe I should hold off and, and make sure I don't run out of the ideas on the first day of doing this thing. Uh, why did I why did I say that? Why did I say I'm gonna do a thirty day challenge? Uh, we'll see. We'll let's hope so. It's it's public. Whoever watches, whoever listens, and if you notice, I I I skip a day. You can ridicule me. You can do whatever you want. I don't know how many of you are watching. A few. But this is is more for me. It, uh, not enough people are watching for me to really give too much of a shit, but I would like to be a better speaker. I would like to be, I would like to express my thoughts a little more clearly, and I do a good job of that when I'm not recording, but adding the microphone adds a new element, and it's a new challenge, and so, yeah. Let, let, I can do this. I can do this. I didn't tell you what job I'm doing right now. I am a delivery driver. I deliver... I, I don't work for FedEx, but I deliver FedEx packages. We're like a... a like a... A sister company? Or we're, we're just... We're... It's... We basically, we asked FedEx, like, hey, can we uh, deliver your stuff and you pay us for it? Sure, we got a lot of shit, so yeah, go for it. That's basically what it is. It's like a separate company, but FedEx is our client. 
It, it's a, it's a good gig. It's honestly, it's the best job I've ever had. It's the best gig I've ever had. I, <laughs> I'm still in pursuit of better things. That's that's a process in and of itself. But in terms of temporary work, that's that's the mindset I'm trying to give myself. Like this is temporary work. It's a good job though, because full time is four days a week because you work ten hour days. But I'm in a position where I value time more than money. So I'm actually doing three days a week. And I get four days off. And that's that's great. If I can keep this up until something better comes along, I'm this is a great schedule. It would be irresponsible for me to leave Utah right now. Or to leave this job. Because I'm in a good spot. I... I have four days off a week, and I, I it's going to be really hard to go back to a five-day work week. I don't know if I ever can, because I'm, I'm already getting spoiled with three days, where Tuesday is already like, oh my god, it's fucking, I only got, I already got halfway to go, <laughs> something like that, but yeah, it pays well, my, my apartment isn't terribly expensive so it, it works out it's wonderful delivery is another great job because if you're someone like me I, I love being alone and also I love being a job where the boss isn't watching you I love being away from the boss I love that so much and I can listen to podcasts, I can listen to audiobooks, I can talk to myself, I can have more introspective time, and also I can just learn the city, and my AC is running again, I'm sorry, but to to know my way around the city is really cool, I, there, I'm learning about new hikes I haven't heard of, and all this stuff, I get to drive in the mountains, and in the snow, I love it. It's great. It's great. I love it. I don't know how I feel about this audio. It feels too echoey. A little too musical. But, yeah, I'll, I'll play with it later. Maybe. We'll see. I don't, I don't like going over my podcast. If I... I don't think I said anything too incriminating, so I don't think I'm going to edit it. So I think I'll just, I'll listen to the audio and see what the quality is like. If not, I'll try to change it. But other than that, I'm not really going to mess with this audio because I don't want to hear myself talk. I don't want to think I sound ridiculous. And the audio is about to end. So I think I'm going to stop right here because I've been going for a good while. But yeah, uh, let's see what this 30-day challenge does. See if I can make it. And I'll, if you listen and I don't keep up with it, let me know. I'll know, but also let me know. Put me on blast. All right, it's going to end really soon. So, All right, cool, guys. See ya.